You're listening to Musical Minds, a podcast by Penridge High School students about all things music. You'll be hosted by a variety of young students, giving you the scoop on the latest musical topics and events. Welcome to Musical Minds. Hey, Penridge. We're the The Troublemakers. Coming back to you in the November podcast to tell you about all the stuff going on in November with the music department and everything that has gone on. This October, our orchestra went to Penn State University for an invitational. We also went to Montero Violins to figure out how a violin is made and kind of get an inside look in the whole fixing and making process of string instruments. On the 30th, we had a Halloween get-together party. The choir sang the national anthem at the homecoming game on the 18th, and it was amazing. There were a couple of competitions that the marching band went. On the 5th, they went to Plymouth White Marsh, on the 12th, Upper Moreland, and on the 26th, Abington. The seniors also had their senior night for the marching band on October 25th. Something's coming up in November, so on the 2nd, we have the Hapro Horsham competition for the marching band, and on the 9th, we have championships. So for the choir girls group, the national anthem will be sung at the Suicide Walk at, on November 2nd. On November 6th, we will have a CB South performance for the chamber orchestra, and they will be performing Block Prelude. On November 15th and 16th, the ball play will be playing at the high school. On November 13th, VCMEA auditions will be occurring. On the 20th is our winter concert, so come out to support the orchestra. 7 p.m. So then on the 25th and 26th, we have Disney rehearsals. So all of us are really prepping for that Disney trip in December. Also on November 18th, we have the dress rehearsal for our winter concert, which was talked about earlier. Later that night at 7 p.m., we have the Disney meeting. And keep a lookout for our upcoming poinsettia sale by the orchestra. Throughout most of November. Yep, so thank you so much for listening. See y'all next month. Bye. Good morning, Sunny Perkasy. I'm Travis Geisler, here with... Bill Jordan, and today we will be having a short segment on music history. This time we're going to go over the era of jazz formation in the early 1920s, and two major individuals from that era. The four major U.S. cities where jazz began to take root are New York, Kansas City, Chicago, and of course, New Orleans. The style of jazz is often described as a loose, carefree swing feel. In the 20s, the music was often associated with rebellious actions and a modern, youthful generation. This association was part of why it became so popular. It was a time of major transition in the country. For example, women were beginning to wear controversial fashion styles and becoming known as flappers, and the women's liberation movement was in full swing. Along with this, jazz music was something that many people used to cope and forget about their troubles during the Great Depression. It could also be said that jazz was a factor in the roots of the civil rights movement, as racism was rampant in the U.S. at the time, and many famous jazz performers were African American. This year on November 11th marks 93 years since Louis Armstrong as Hot Five had their first recording session. This year also marks 87 years since the famous jazz singer, dancer, and band leader Cab Calloway III first recorded his famous song, Many the Moochers. Since then, the song has been featured in Betty Boop cartoon, also called Many the Moochers. 
Louis Armstrong is called the first great jazz soloist by many scholars. He was an African-American trumpet player who had a major impact on the concept of jazz as a whole. He wrote many popular songs in the genre, such as What a Wonderful World, and revolutionized the way that the trumpet was played. Louis made the improvising soloist the focal point of the performance, a style which can now be found in many modern jazz pieces today. And now for our chosen rock song of the month. This month's song is Late for the Sky by Jackson Brown. Jackson Brown was also the singer-songwriter for Running on Empty, and had written many songs for the country rock group Eagles. It is a great song to just mellow out and think to yourself. We thank you for listening, and tune in next time. Have a wonderful day, and this has been Music Music History History with with Travis Travis and Bill. Bill. It's Cassidy. And Taylor. It's almost Halloween, so that means it's time to listen to that spooky music. The music that first comes to mind is the Ghostbusters theme and Monster Mash. Both are good songs for your Halloween party. There is one song you've never heard of. The Skeleton Rag by the American Quartet was released in 1912. It is a ragtime jazz piece that has upbeat lyrics and funky tunes. The recording of the songs are old and scratchy. If you like ragtime jazz, I recommend giving this one a listen. A more stereotypical Halloween song is Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett. It made its debut in 1964. It wasn't liked at first. In fact, it was banned by the UK BBC for 11 years. It was banned because it was seen as too morbid. Many punk bands have tried to cover the song, but none are as loved as the original. Another song that is just as loved is Thriller by Michael Jackson, released in 1982. It is an all-time favorite with its iconic dance moves that are done at parties and weddings. The song received positive feedback. It was on the top 100 billboard charts in many countries. The reason it became so popular is because everyone adores Michael Jackson. Cassidy, what's your favorite Halloween song? My favorite song is the Ghostbusters theme. My favorite song is Thriller. Thank you for listening. Make sure to add Skeleton Rag to your Halloween playlist. Have Have a spooky Halloween. to the Kenridge Orchestra Podcast for the month of October. Today we will have a very special guest, Dr. Cashman. My name is Henry Leopold, and this is Eric Rogers. Hello. Okay, Dr. Cashman, to start off, since you're a baseball fan, what type of walk-on music would you do? So if I was having walk-on music to the plate, it would definitely be something by the Beastie Boys. Um, there's a lot of different ones that I would probably pick because you could only have like a, a little snippet of it, but it would be definitely from the Beastie Boys and probably something from their earlier albums. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is that like music that you listened to in high school or is that more recent? Well, the Beastie Boys, their first album came out in 1986, which was when I was in sixth grade. So I've been listening to them for quite so long. Their last album was called Hot Sauce and that probably came out a few years ago. I was clearly an adult by then. Um, so I've been listening to them for a long time. I listened to them all through um, middle school, high school, and into adult life. Dedicated fan. Yes. Eric. Okay, um, so from high school to now, has much changed in what you like to listen to in your taste? You know what, one of the things, and it's a big difference from the Beastie Boys, one of my big things I like to listen to, believe it or not, is country music, <laughs> which is a lot different than Beastie Boys. Um, I grew up hating country music because my dad listened to it a lot. 
Um, but the country music that of today versus the music that my dad was listening to was a lot different. I also, believe it or not, like to listen to Frank Sinatra. My mom, when I was a kid, I would, Friday nights, they had a musical program called Fridays with Frank, and then there were Sundays with Sinatra. So I grew up listening to that with my mom, and even now, every now and then, I'll come across it and I, I leave it on. Um, I can't say I, I tune in every day to listen to Frank Sinatra, but if he comes on the radio, I don't turn it on. Were you involved in any music, any chance? You know what, I really wasn't. Um, I went to Catholic school um, in Philadelphia. We didn't have a big music program. I wish I did. I always wish I played an instrument. Um, I don't know if I want, you know, whether I could play the piano or the guitar. Sometimes I actually think about even taking lessons. My daughter, who is a senior, um, she plays. My wife, um, she played when she was a, a student, but I never really had the opportunity to. I think if I did, I probably would have. I probably would have given it a shot, um, but it really wasn't an option for me. Well, I think that should be it. Thank you very much. All right, guys, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. See you on the football flop, Penridge. Hi, I'm Sophia Kelly. And I'm Jane Lafferty. We welcome you back for this month's podcast with an interview. We'll be interviewing Emily Joe, a sophomore here at Penridge High School and heavily involved in various music programs. Emily, can you talk a little bit about your involvement in Penridge's music program? Sure, I'm involved in a lot of choir groups. I'm a part of Concert Choir, Chamber Choir, Mata, the Girls Group. And last year I was also involved with the Spring Musical and BCMEA. How would you describe the audition process and our requirements for these? To be in chamber choir, you have to be involved in concert choir, and to audition for concert choir, you have to have a year in mixed choir. To audition, I would say the process involves a preparing of a song, um, scales, match pitching, and also sight reading. Would you come? Would you say you come from a musical family? Also, it's rumored to say you were related to Julie Kim. Can you confirm this? Yes, Julie Kim is my cousin. Shout out to you, Julie. Um, and yes, I would say that I come from a musical family. Both my parents are very musical. My mom's the one that taught me how to play piano ever since I was really little, and they both play multiple musical instruments. Who are your favorite artists and musical influences? Um, I love listening to old music and um, Queen. Frank Sinatra, but I also love the artists Bruno Major and Daniel Caesar. Another musical influence I've had ever since I was little is Leah Salonga, which you might know her from Les Mis. Before high school, um, were you also involved in music? Yes, in middle school I was in band, choir, and orchestra actually, and I did the musical all three years. I was really lucky enough to be a part of Beauty and the Beast in eighth grade, which is one of my very special uh, memories of music. Thank you, Emily Joe, for coming out for interviewing. See you next month. It's Julie and Caitlin back at it again with popular music updates this time. First up, we have Highest in the Room by Travis Scott. This rap song is loved by many and stayed at number one on the Billboard charts. Through this song, Travis discusses his relationship with his girlfriend Kylie Jenner, who is also the mother of his child. Next up is the song 10,000 Hours by Dan and Shay and Justin Bieber. This is a love song and is number four on the Billboard charts. The lyrics of the chorus section go as, I'd spend 10,000 hours and 10,000 more, 
Oh, if that's what it takes to learn that sweetheart of yours. Throughout this song, each singer goes back and forth on singing to the person that they love and how they will spend all their time thinking about them and being with them. The song Selling You Loved stayed on the top 100 chart for 22 weeks and then peaked at number 3 but dropped down to number 5 this week. The lyrics in the chorus are, You're not here to get me through it all, I let my guard down, and then you pulled the rug, I was getting kind of used to being someone you loved. Louis Capaldi wrote this song to someone in his past and just wants someone to love because he misses his ex. Circles by Post Malone is number 4 on the Billboard chart. This track is a perfect transition into fall when he sings, Seasons change and our love went cold. He sings that the only thing that's weighing him down is that he can't shake off his old love. Lastly, we have Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, which is number 8 on the Billboard chart. In the song, she focuses on her past relationship. She taunts her lover on how she's the bad guy and in control. On August 24th, 2019, Bad Guy reached number 1 and Billie Eilish became the first artist born in the 2000s to have a number 1 hit. Thanks for tuning in this month. Make sure to check out next month's updates so keep up with the Penridge Orchestra and other music-related news. Thank you for joining us on this musical journey. Be sure to tune in next month for more new and exciting musical content. See you later, Penridge. We'll be back.